0: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
1: Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids' playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air.
0: For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and
1: receive 20% off today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. And you don't want to miss Hello Somebody with Senator Nina Turner on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I love Hello Somebody simply because I love Nina Turner. She's fearless.
2: I'm Nina Turner. Hell-raising humanitarian, sister in the struggle, and recovering elected official. Listen to Hello Somebody every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
1: My guest is Ida Rodriguez. She's a comedian, actress, writer, and producer. She stars in her first hour-long stand-up comedy special, Ida Rodriguez, Fighting Words. And then, believe me, she's fighting. She's, she's, she's doing it, toe-to-toe. She's Muhammad Ali. She's all that, smoking Joe, Joe Frazier. She's Mike Tyson. It starts uh, November 4th on HBO Max, which I do have. I have seen her special. It's very funny. Ida's uh, HBO comedy special is based on her incredible life story, which includes surviving, surviving two kidnappings, sexual abuse, and a period of homelessness with her children. It's a comedic. You know, then I'm going to slide right back to the word comedic. It's a comedic. <laughs> no holds barred exploration of identity and family. Her special concludes with a documentary of Ida's travels to Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. The comedy special slash documentary celebrates Rodriguez, vibrant Puerto Rico. And Dominican heritage as cameras capture her reuniting with her estranged father and paying it forward for up and coming comedians. Please welcome the money making conversation, Ida Rodriguez. Good
2: morning.
1: Well, Ida, you know, <laughs> first of all, you know, I, 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 I um, my background is a stand-up comedian, okay? I've done okay. deaf comedy, Jam, b I've done specials, all that's a stand-up. Managed Steve Harvey, uh, did Share the Stage, Madison Square Garden, many large venues around this country with him. So from a stand-up comedy perspective, you know, I always tell people comedy is like a 180 look at everything. You know, you might be looking mm-hmm. this way, then we just flip it. And that's where we can see comedy when you might see sadness. And so your special is kind of like built out of that. You know, you talk about your journey as a stand-up comedian coming out of the COVID setting and you're doing it in the Bronx. Why did you do it in the Bronx? And what inspired you to do an hour-long special?
2: So, uh, well, you know, uh, that is the playoffs for a uh, stand-up comedian is to actually get a special, an hour-long special. Um, HBO has always been the home of um amazing comedy um the you know it is a coveted space for stand-up comedy and hbo max now which is you know the streaming platform that is creating a way for a lot of people um i've always wanted to to be there and do the great things in comedy that a lot of people have done and my heroes like you know richard pryor and george carlin and so on and so forth. The reason I decided to do my special in the Bronx is one, um, the Bronx is where I was kidnapped from when I was a little kid. My grandmother took me from my mother um, while we were in the Bronx. And my brother was born in the Bronx. Um, and the Bronx is where I lived before I moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and I you know, moved there. We were on the run with my mother's partner at the time. But um, I wanted to go back and so back into the communities that, that have sown into me. Right. I right. think that many of us, you know, we ascend and then we go do comedy specials and venues that our people don't have access to. And so, um, I could have done that special anywhere and where my people got to get profiled. And when I say my people, I'm talking about people of color, black people. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, I decided to do it in the Bronx because I wanted to bring something to the Bronx. The Bronx was devastated by COVID. Right. Um, Right. they have had a lot of things happening in that community. A lot of um, black and brown girls being kidnapped and for human trafficking. Just a lot of things that was, have been devastating the community in the last few years, always been there, but the last few years have been worse because it was devastated by COVID and the economy was bad there. And I wanted to bring money to the Bronx. I wanted to bring um, and I wanted to the people of the Bronx and in the neighboring
1: communities to have access to something that would bring them joy. Well, first of all, super talented. I'm talking to Ida Rodriguez, uh, her comedy special, Fighting Words, is uh, airing on HBO Max. When I, when I look at you, first of all, you know, you look so, it's, 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 just, it's just a compliment too. You know, you look, um, mm-hmm. first of all, you're very attractive. and uh, mm-hmm. but, you, but it also looks like you could be my fourth grade teacher. You know, you, you, you
2: know what I'm I, I've always wanted to be a
1: teacher. You know, so, so, so that's good. That means that, that means that, uh, that means you're approachable. That means that you have a kind heart. That means that when you speak, you know, there's, there's, there's a sense of, a uh, understanding and sharing of information. And so when I was watching your comedy special, it felt like, I'm laughing, but you are sharing information and then breaking it down and educating me at the same time. But we get to laugh at the education. Is that just part of your comedy stylings?
2: I believe so. I think that um, I work on not being preachy. You know, uh, a lot of comedians can be really preachy on stage. I like to come from the perspective of I have had such a, a such a life and there have been some things that have been traumatic. Some things have been hard. A lot of things have been good. I had an amazing grandmother that poured strength into me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that it's important for us, uh, who are comedians, wherever we stand on that comedy spectrum, to be true to ourselves. And so for me, it's about, you know, my favorite comedians are George Carlin and Richard Pryor. And every single time I watch them, even now, Mm -hmm. things that I've watched before, I still Mm -hmm. learn something. Mm -hmm. So I I wanted to... um, I just wanted to be true to my voice. And I think that this was an opportunity where I could just be me and just do what I needed to do without feeling the pressure or the censorship or, the, or anything from anybody else.
1: Well, you told a good story, a great story, because it's a story I couldn't tell, either. So, it's, I would tell people it's important that when I look as a stand up comedian or a former stand up comedian, I always feel I'm gonna be a stand up. I don't just tell you that.
2: It's in it's, your blood. It's in your blood. Yeah, in my no, blood. It, it doesn't
1: people, go away. You're so funny. Oh, did you, you should go back <laughs> on stage. No, no, no. What you do, see, this is the difference between me and you, either. You see, you <laughs> are, are a blessing. You know, God just gave me the gift to be funny. And, and, and my mind was always weird. You know, I'll be, be, be on stage telling jokes, and white people be laughing. They're going, are they laughing? At me, or they laughing at my show. That's how weird my brain would go, and I realized, you know, some Raja, stand up's not for you. And then thank God, you know, deaf comedy jam came out, and I was able to go on stage and make my audience that look like me laugh. And I realized, you know something? I want to be behind the camera. I want to be a writer. And so when I look at you, comedian, actress, writer, producer, so you are sharing a lot of hats, which also you share on this special as well. What do you enjoy the most? I know you have a great comedy special. I'm telling you right now, I enjoyed your comedy special. Thank you. you. You did humor. I could not do which is a testament to your com- comedic skills, because you have an eye out there that I will, that will, how did she see that? Okay, but then how does she have the courage, I'm mean, going to use that word right there, courage to go on stage in front of strangers? Uh, you know, you're know, special, you know, the front row you got, you know, that's your people. But the rest of that room, you don't really know, okay? So you go on stage <laughs> doing your thing. Talk about your approach to comedy item. So funny
0: for
2: my special, we sat the people that I knew in the back and put okay. the strangers uh, in the front. We did the reverse uh-huh. because um, a, the my the people that I'm closest to make me a little bit nervous sometimes because <laughs> uh, they know me, they know me so well. So uh-huh. I, I don't ever want to look and see a weird reaction from someone that I I know because then I gotta I gotta live with you for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I've decided I grew up in uh, in the inner city of Miami. I grew up in the hood mm-hmm. and part of what we used to do when we were kids, we used to do your mama jokes. We used to do roast, you know, we used to call it, um, you know, we used to crack on each other. People call it joning, they call it roasting they call it all that other stuff, but that's what we used to do. And when I realized that what we were doing was processing our pain through laughter that I decided that uh, when I was, a, when I started writing comedy, I would just channel that and say, you know, how do I approach talking about sexual abuse? It's such an uncomfortable topic. It's taboo. People don't want to talk about this stuff. But it it happens so much in our communities. And I wanted to release people of guilt and shame. So I sat I sat down early in, in my stand up career. And I just made a decision that I was going to talk about the things that were uncomfortable because it helped me also heal. And so my writing process is I write first and then I incorporate the jokes because I think about the things that I want to talk about because I watch other comedians. And I appreciate their comedy, and I love their stylings, and I watch what they're doing. Um, But I know that my journey is different. And Tiffany Haddish is a really good friend of mine. What she does in comedy, she also does processing pain. She's also very physical. She's got a lot of physicality in her comedy. She likes to be really silly sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's just not my personality. You just told me I look like a fourth-grade teacher because that's just who I am. Right, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I um, had I not encountered Chris Rock behind the scenes, had I not encountered Dave Chappelle behind the scenes, I would feel like I'm not a comedian. I would feel like I'm I'm not cut out for this. But the people who I really like respect and then I, whose style of comedy I like, like Bill Burr, they're just like me when they're behind the scenes. They're just chilling. They're not like cracking jokes. They're not on all the time. They <laughs> yes, don't need all the yes. attention in the room. Oh, my
1: God. Yes. It, I know exactly. So I was what like, you're I about. am a comic. <laughs> I know exactly, but you know the interesting thing about it is that um, as a comedian, we always trying to get to the next laugh real fast. Or, yeah. You know, you gotta gotta hit that joke, otherwise I'm going to freak out on stage. You, it's more important to get your story out, and the laugh will be associated with it. But it's really more important to you to get your. It's a message in your stand up comedy. I, I, I'm just telling everybody, you know. I'd never heard of Ida Rodriguez. Not a not a negative thing. When I say never no, I heard heard of, it's okay. It's you know, okay. What I'm saying that's so life. <laughs> they they know, but she's a stand up. I'd heard about her work that she had done. I'm talking about when I say heard, seeing her. And so, so when I sit down and I, I, do, I do my due diligence, if I'm gonna interview someone as talented as you, I'm not just gonna halfway go through the process and go, "Oh, you're funny, you're funny, you're funny," because I think it's because I, you, have, you have a craft, and it's a very, it's a very key craft because you can't sing your way out of a bad joke. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, if joking going, you you just can't suddenly just start singing, you know, start tap dance. That ain't what we do at stand-ups. You know, when that ship start going down, <laughs> I, I, you know what I'm talking about. That ship start going 100%. down, girl, you are sunk. And so watching your journey, how did you, we talk about that's what you decided, but how did you get into stand-up comedy? And then when you realized that, you know something, I can do this. Those are two questions tell, right there.
2: So I'll tell you the truth. Um, I've, I I love stand-up comedy since I was a little kid. My okay. uncle my uncle David, who's my the youngest of my uncles, my mother had me really young, so I grew up in the house with my grandmother and my uncles. And my uncles were, you know, very... My uncles gave me hip-hop, they gave me comedy, they gave me Bruce Lee, and they gave me, most importantly, more important than every, anything else. And you mentioned them earlier, they gave me Muhammad Ali. Right. So... Um, you know, I always was fascinated with comedy. I used to grab the broomstick to entertain my mom. She said, I used to put a towel over my head and I used to make her laugh. Um, I used to sing, sing to her. I used to ring, but she's like, I always made her laugh. I always was fascinated with comedy and it was something that I wanted to do, but I wasn't encouraged to do that because women, especially in my culture, are never encouraged to to do stuff that feels masculine. Right. So um, I was doing a uh, my friend had a birthday party and she invited me to come do a roast because she always thought I was funny. And she was like, I don't want anybody who's not thoughtful to roast me because I don't want somebody to just, you know, just de- degradate me. Or yeah, just make do me-,
1: me for no reason. You know, don't you know no any
2: just, I wanted to be thoughtful. And so she was like, I know that if you do it, it's going to come from a place of love. But she also invited Chris Spencer to do that because Chris Spencer and her. Um, We're classmates. So after the roast, Chris Spencer comes up to me and says, write this down. He was like the Westwood Brewing Company. And I was like, what's that? He said, that's an open mic. He said, you, my friend, are a stand up comedian and you need to (laughs) because my career just was not taken off as an actress. Um, I'm tall. I'm five ten. And that's just, it's really hard when you're tall mm-hmm. and not white. And, mm-hmm. and let's just keep it real, right. you know, in this business, um, you know, there you got Charlize Theron, Sigourney right. Weaver. But it's just been really hard for tall women who are not already famous because, mm-hmm. of course, Tyra Banks can get a role. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, you should be, you should do stand up. You should at least try it. He said, I i i could be wrong. He was like, but um, I know what I know. And when I see a stand up, I know what it is. And. Right. I started doing it. Um, I was on the radio. Um, I, some, I was talking somewhere and Speedy invited me to come do Speedy's Comedy Corner on the on the foxhole. And he also was like, girl, you need to start doing stand-up. You, you are a stand-up comedian. So they had this comedy show that they were doing with the foxhole in Arizona that was hosted by Bernadette Stannis, who is Thelma from Good Times the queen that I, I love this woman but She was like the epitome of beauty to me when I was growing I up. I love it. I love
1: and it. And
2: so she, they, I go and do this show. And as you would know, when you first do stand-up, your first show, you always do well, right? Because right. it's all adrenaline. Right. And it's all that energy and all the funny you have stored up from your whole life. And you just mm-hmm. give it to that that first five minutes. And you think when you walk off there that you Richard Pryor. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then... So you know. So then um, I go do first impressions at Chocolate Sundays. Um, Pookie and my friend, who's who had the her, the birthday roast, is really good friends with Pookie too. And she said, Pookie, you got to put her on stage. She's a commit. She's gonna be good. You know. He's like, she's not ready yet. And and um, Leah's like, it's my birthday. It was it was <laughs> Memorial weekend. She was like, you got to put her on stage. Three minutes set right. Uh-huh. I get on stage. I uh my first joke hits. I get cocky. I see Pookie in the audience. I look at Pookie and I say, You said I wasn't ready, mother. You know what? And then I went back to my set and I bombed for the rest <laughs> of the two. <laughs> and you know, when you bomb in two minutes feels like oh, three hours. Two minutes is ten minutes.
1: It's like, and you really, know, it's like it it's, just, it's the just, worst. I just melted onto the stage. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation with comedian and creator of the new HBO Max comedy special, Fighting Words, Ida Rodriguez.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
2: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you. Their fearless guide to this fascinating world.
1: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour.
1: If you could find a way.
0: To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
1: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
0: Welcome a mile in my shoes.
1: This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. As I continue my conversation with comedian and creator of the new HBO Max comedy special, Fighting Words, Ida Rodriguez. Let me tell people about Chocolate Sunday. Chocolate Sunday is the premier comedy night. Yes. In Los Angeles, so she wasn't like at the a little side hole, and no. and, and this whole comedy club is tied to the whole uh, Kevin Hart, which is tied to uh, Jeff Clannigan. So she was like at the Who's Who club, and it is yeah, on Sunday. Was That's why out. they call it Chocolate Sundays. And sold out. You go down there in Hollywood; there's a line out the door every time. So her good friend put her on the spot in the top venue. It used to be Comedy okay. stores. It was right down the street, but it's not anymore. It's just the Laugh Factory. And so she was walking on stage, and she directed her little, cute little phrase at my man, Pookie, who was a nice guy. He's short, too, by the way, just like Kevin Hart. He's yeah. short just like Kevin Hart. <laughs> and she walked off that stage amidst silence. I, I remember one time I, I walked off stage to silence, and then the people started to clap. Right. And I go, no, 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 (laughs) no. Please give me the same reaction y'all gave me for the time I was on stage. So don't suddenly give me energy like you really. If it's to get me off stage, the applause, give it to me. But if it's just to applaud, give me that same silence I've experienced. So I know when you walked off stage, it was not a good moment for you. How did you you jumpstart that?
2: People were like, it's going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> good, was,
1: good. I it love it. Just, and so that, that, was that, was moment, the moment. that moment, that was there. The moment there mm-hmm. led you to acting still, led you to writing. But you, the, the be like but I That know was Chris the Spencer.
2: moment, though, when I'm bombed, though, and, mm. and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but that was the moment because I did really well in Arizona. That very first show that I was on stage, Absolutely. I, did I got an appointment. Oh, I got a you know, standing ovation mm-hmm. and I realized I wasn't talking about nothing. Right. I, was, I didn't have a set. I was just on stage talking and they were laughing at what I was saying. And I thought that was stand up. Right. When I went to Chocolate Sundays and I actually wrote some jokes and bombed is when I realized that comedy Stand up comedy is an art and a science and it's not just people talking. There is structure behind it. And that was when I bombed was when I said to myself, I want to do this. I want to figure this out. I want to get on that stage and get the laughs from beginning to end. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to figure out how to do that.
1: Well, Ida Rodriguez does not bomb in her special, HBO Max special called (laughs) Ida Rodriguez (laughs) Fighting Words. No, she's hysterical. And by the way, she's 5'10, but I got to compliment her. She has beautiful legs, y'all. She wears an outfit where she reminds everybody that she's 5'10 and it's white. And she is like, now, how did you pick out that knife? I got to go there because I look, I said, I appreciate you asking. Huh? I
2: appreciate you asking about that because that outfit means a lot to me. So, The designer who made that outfit is a a Latino um, designer that was on Project Runway who reached out to me Mm -hmm. on on Instagram and said, hey, I I don't know how, but he's like, I love you. I love what you stand for. And I want to, his name is Celestino. He said, I want to make something for you. How do I show up for you? So we talked about it. He actually made all the outfits that I wore in the special, the ones I wore in the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and the one I wore on stage. But those cutouts that you see at the top are the cutouts of the Taino people, Mm -hmm. um, which are the indigenous people of Puerto Rico, the Dominican Mm -hmm. Republic, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And that's my grandfather's tribe. So that's what inspired that outfit.
1: Beautiful. Now, let's go to the documentary side. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I I got sad, you know, your your dad, you got to meet him, Mm -hmm. that uncomfortable moment. It was uncomfortable for me watching it. Ida, when you finally met him, it was, do I tug him? Do I open the door? Do I say, yeah, daddy, I what the heck is good? What was running through your mind, meeting your father and meeting your father being taped simultaneously?
2: You know, I, I it was, it was a chance that I took, um, a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to have that moment forever because my father's older and I don't know. I didn't, because of COVID and all of the stuff that was happening with his Uh, you know, him being deported and not being able to come here and all of that stuff. I was like, I don't know when I'm going to see him again, if I'm going to see him again. But I definitely want to hold that moment because you can't see it when it's happening. You can only feel it. So I I wanted to go back and see it, um, which I saw for the you know, it was it was really painful to watch. Um, The other thing is that there are a lot of us who have not grown up with our parent with a parent a mother or a father Mm -hmm. and we have this idea about what it's gonna be you know like we had like oh when i meet my father we're gonna hug we're gonna make up for lost time Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to just i wanted to give a nod to a lot of people who have experienced this and just to let them know it's okay um you you know sometimes somebody's not in your life and you know The most high knows the most. And so for me, it was um, I wanted to just free a lot of little girls and little boys like me who haven't been around their parents. And to let them know that they're not alone, that a lot of people go through that. Uh, And it's okay to feel what you feel.
1: Because you saw I didn't look excited. I didn't like. Oh, no. you! I'm going to change. Like I said. When I say the word comfortable, it's good. It's a good uncomfortable because you know she is. This is a sincere moment. This is a moment that, you know, two ways she could have she could be dreading this moment and she could be wishing for this moment simultaneously, which is a, which leads to like a lot of doubt and a lot of questioning. You feel it all in that one moment right there, and even when he sits down, he doesn't know what to do either, you know. And so, so you have two people coming into a a, 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 a space. They, they know their names, but they don't know who they are. They don't know what to say. And that's why it's, this special is so good because it takes you on all these journeys. Oh, you're going to laugh a lot. At the special fighting words, I laughed a lot. I enjoyed it. I, I, you know, I didn't pause at one time. I, when it, when when she walked out on stage in the Bronx and and announced herself and standing there, five all five foot ten of her and the, the crowd so loud, they they standing up for her. The DJ announces her, Ana Rodriguez. She come out on stage doing her little dance and all that good stuff, and she dances her way in, to the Puerto Rico. She dances her way to the Dominican Republic, and then you know, I'm a food. Now, I kind of got mad because you sent them to all that great food. Talk about the food. Talk about the experience that you're going back to Puerto Rico. And plus, I'll be remiss. She pays it forward, y'all, because she has other young comedians on the show and just recognize them. They're not doing full sets, but the fact that she allowed that to happen was a blessing for their careers because a lot of people are going to watch this special and just being able to tag that because people have helped her out. Tiffany Haddish has helped her out. Wanda Sykes has helped her out. Shaquille O'Neal has helped her out. You know, even Pookie helped her out. Her best friend friend. helped her out. So she's always had it. Chris Spencer helped her out. Speedy helped her out. So she's always had this mindset that if I've been helped, I'm going to help somebody else. That is really the nature of your personality. And I just wanted to say, you are good. Uh, I'm I'm a fan now. I may not have known who Ida Rodriguez was, but I know who she is now, and I will always support you. Thank you. I appreciate
2: that. And as you called that list of names, if you make uh, there's one distinct commonality in all of them is that they're all black American people. And I say black American because there are black Latinos, too. Absolutely. Latinx people. And I want to I want to bring to light that. But I just want to say that. Had it not been for the Black American community, my career would not have taken off. Right. And the thing is that I'm always going to be thankful for that. And I hope that we can spill that into our, my community to learn how to support each other that okay. way and mm-hmm. to pay it forward and not to just blow each other up. Right. Because it's always been, I mean, Tamara Goins and Valerie Benning are the ones that, that put me on the Shaq All-Star. I was the first Latin person to ever do that. Wanda Sykes and Paige Hurwitz, put me on last comic standing. Tiffany gave me my first half hour special and that has always been something very important and meaningful. I grew up in a in a predominantly black and brown community. Right. I, my high school had two white kids. Everybody was <laughs> Latin or black. Uh, and we and we rocked with each other because we it was us against the world. You right. know, we had our beefs internally, of course. To yes. say that that, that mm-hmm. didn't happen is a lie. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when we would go do speech and debate, it would be us against the white boys because right, right. we are all we had. <laughs> and I'm always going to be eternally grateful for the people who showed up for me. Kevin Hart also put me on LOL. He's the first person... To bring to put me up on a stage in Montreal for the uh, Just absolutely. for Laughs,
1: I remember that. that was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. So you know, I, I I mean, we can't just you know um, exploit the black community and then. You know, forget about them when we win, because a lot of people do that. And I'm, I'm always, I'm always gonna rock with my people. And when I say my people, I say black and brown people, because that's really who my people. That's who, that's my people.
1: My dear, uh, she's a comedian. She's an actress, writer, producer, executive producer, Ida Rodriguez. Fighting Words. It's airing now on HBO Max. Uh, It's a comedy special slash documentary. It's travels. It's an inside look at a brilliant stand-up comedy mind. And guess what? She's funny. Thank you, Ida, for coming on my show.
2: Thank you for having me on my show. And keep doing the good work. We appreciate it. We need you. And... Um, that's part of my work, my, my work, is bringing financial literacy to the communities that are li- my, like mine, and, and we got to keep doing it. So keep doing the good work. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Big Timer. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com I'm Rashad McDonald. I am your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space, activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you, for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.